But I think the main things is at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball. It's in the same nine by nine court, and the rules are the same. So we. Uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's on the back of your shirt. You did, you did a little free shout out for you. Um, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. You need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You got to execute to the best abilities if you want your chance to win. Thank you very much for that, Brett Walsh. My name is Everett Delorum, joined as always by Mr. Rob St. Clair. This is the 9 by 9 the 81 square meters of the best volleyball content on the internet. It is episode number 83. And Rob, it feels like we haven't done this in a while. It's only been two weeks. Uh, but throughout the summer, we've been doing it maybe like maybe a little bit more than every week. And after two weeks, uh, like after, after having a week off, I feel rusty. Feels like it's a long. <laughs> it's been it's been a long hiatus. There's Norseka events coming out of nowhere that I know nothing about, uh, and we're going to talk about them. It's the beginning of the Continental Championship season, and we here are here to talk all about it here on the Nine by Nine. First and foremost, Rob, how are you doing? How was Europe? Uh, Europe was fabulous. Uh, thank you. I'm back. I'm, I'm recovered from jet lag. Uh, yeah, I was in Northern Ireland, followed by Scotland, followed by England. Uh, I got to tour a bunch of cool cities. So no uh, my, volleyball countries, basically. No, no, no volleyball countries. That's a, but that's okay. It was a little break from volleyball for both of us before we uh, jump right back into the second half of national team summer, which is going to be insane because, like you said, they're like all these continental events. Some of them are more significant than others, which we can certainly talk about later on with all these dumb Norseka Pan Am events that are going on. But uh, we should start with an event that is very significant, and that is Eurovolley. Uh, the mm-hmm. European Championship on the women's side is in full swing. They're about halfway through pool play. I think there's actually matches going on literally right now, and the men get started next week. But, oh, yeah, uh, the Netherlands and France are playing right now, which is actually a pretty big match. The Netherlands is up 2-0 to zero after two really close first sets. So we'll talk about all this. Here are the pools. Uh, four pools of six, top four out of each pool, so that's 16 make it out to the elimination round. Uh, everyone plays five matches in pool play, uh, and we'll go through all the pools. We'll catch up on everything that's going on. Um, Everett, where would you like to start? Want to start at the top of pool A? Yeah, let's just let's just start with the top at pool A, because uh, I'll be very honest, I have watched very, very little of the event, but I feel like mostly it's because every time I've, over the past week, every time I've looked at who's playing, like, I'm really not interested in seeing Poland right. beat up on Hungary, right? And if if you look at, the, at these matches, that's exactly like we we've just started getting into the good matches now. So now now it's time to really start tuning in because as good as Eurovolley is, there is still a little bit of sludge at the bottom of it, uh, if you will. Where you know they're just going to get kicked around by some of the the better teams. And let's be honest, Europe, Europe has some of the best teams in the world absolutely and the best example of that is right here in pool a because you have hungary and slovenia who are both a fat zero and three with zero points and and (laughs) and everyone else like i mean serbia poland ukraine and belgium like we already can see right here that we know the four teams that are going to make it out of this pool like it, it it couldn't be more obvious with a couple matches left in pool play but it doesn't mean that there's that there's not drama in this pool so like you said like not a not a lot of these matches have been very like attractive to watch on paper, but there was one yesterday that was, and that was Serbia versus Poland. That was the, the that first was the ma- first real yeah. one that like you know I I had things to do unfortunately, but that was the first one I was like, Ooh, I want to watch this. I yeah. I want to I want to see because to me, coming into this event, that's two teams trending in different directions. You've got the two time defending world champions in Serbia who 
were kind of iffy during VNL and Poland, who's really been on the rise. So this win for Serbia kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, so Serbia did win 3-1 to one yesterday. Uh, I watched this match, really enjoyed it. It was um, Poland came out of the gates flying. They looked great in the first set, 25-18. I mean, Serbia uh, made way too many unforced errors combined with some really bad outside hitter play. They weren't particularly close. But then Tiana Boscovic got angry. Oh, my goodness. Where was this performance from Boscovic the last, like, <laughs> nine months? Like, all of club season, uh, all of, like, that one week of VNL that she played. We didn't really see this from her. But check this. Check out this stat line. 30 points in four sets, which is insane. 20, 29 for 50. 58% kill percentage, which is absolutely off the charts. And uh, what I was also interested to see is that she's jump serving again. I've yeah. Been- we haven't seen her jump serve since like last year's world championship. Like the whole club season for Zaj Basha, all like VNL that she played. Like she was staying down and float serving, and so she is back to a gear that should scare people. If if she's she's like going a hundred percent from the service line as well, even in Eurovolley pool play, like watch out. I wonder if Tiana Boscovich is just one of those fall girlies who needs like a PSL in the morning to get her going uh, because it <laughs> seems to be spice latte. it seems to be this time of year that she just turns on and, and starts going for it. Um, love to see it, though. And you, you have a feeling that these two teams, I love when two teams battle it out in the in pool play and then they end up seeing each other later on with knockout rounds. And I, you have the feeling that that's going to happen uh, for the, for this uh, for this matchup as well. Very possible. So uh, Magdalena Stisiak in this one was not bad at all. 20 for 39, uh, 51% kills, a few errors, got blocked a few times. The issue for Poland was outside hitter play. Uh, None of their outside hitters were particularly good. Martina Wukasik, 7 for 29, ouch. Olivia Ruzhansky, 6 for 19 is not very good. And uh, so that's that's. And if you can't stop Tiana Boscovich from going 29 for 50, uh, you're probably not going to win that match. But you're right. It is likely that these two could easily see each other in like the round of eight or maybe even the round of four, which would be hype. But uh, I mean, the, the the seeding when it comes to this pool, especially with Ukraine and Belgium both being competitive so far, um, it looks like Serbia is probably going to win this pool. But uh, finishing second is a big deal for seeding. So um, Belgium is going to struggle here because Belgium's two wins at home, by the way, their two wins are against the bad teams, Hungary and Slovenia. And they, they got up they got upset by Ukraine yesterday at home. That, that is not good. That is not good at all uh for Belgium. It's also not good in Belgium just for their general place in the volleyball world. Like let's remember this is a team that was just in the VNL last year, should have been relegated, but was because of the the dumb rules. And now Ukraine was a team that was fighting to get back in to the VNL. And now Ukraine kind of upending all of this uh all this and, and and getting the three dong nonetheless over Belgium 18 yes. 23 and 23 so that is a definitely an interesting result to me because I I don't know how I feel about uh, Belgium now you know moving forward and, and how legitimate they are I would have thought that they're a team potentially that could have created some upsets I'm not so sure anymore well, they've had a very tumultuous year off the court. It's mm-hmm. important to remember they've got the the like pending potential suspension of their coach, and it seems like there's a lot of division inside the program as a result of that. 
It kind of seems like Britt Herbots is on one side and then most of the other good players that have stepped away from the national team for a couple of years now are on the other side. So it seems like they've got a lot of things to figure out, but playing at home in Ghent has not really gone that well for Belgium so far. Uh, Belgium versus Poland is today at 2 p.m. Eastern. That is another one worth watching. And if, if uh, Belgium can't pull an upset there, it's looking likely they're going to finish fourth in this pool. That's going to give them a pretty much impossible round of 16 matchup even when they do get there. Yeah, that that we're really going to make things tough for them, uh, uh, tough for them in that one. So they need to see if they can pull up an upset. Upset, but otherwise, going to look a little ugly there for Belgium. Yep. And uh, Hungary and Slovenia, thanks for participating. Uh, they are probably mathematically eliminated already, but that's not really a surprise. Okay, no, not at all. Anything else about Pool A? You ready to move no, on? No, let's move on to Pool B. Pool B is hosted by Italy and is completely dominated by Italy. They are the mm-hmm. only really competitive team in this pool. The fact that you have Bulgaria going two and one, I mean, tells you kind of everything. You yeah, need to know. exactly. But the one, and uh, before we talk about how embarrassing Croatia is, I do want to talk about this. Look at this scene. Look at this absolute Beautiful. scene in Verona Beautiful. to kick off the tournament and outdoor indoor volleyball match. It's been a while since we've seen this. I think, uh, there was an Italian men's match that did this, maybe to kick off the world championship in like 20, maybe yeah, it was 2018. In Rome, in Rome, I thought it was 2015. Could, could have been 14, maybe, but uh, they've done this a couple times. And this this kickoff match uh, where Italy like convincingly three-donged Romania in Verona in front of 9,000 fans, that this scene was incredible. This looks so cool. And like this this photo, which is amazing, doesn't really even do it justice. Go and look at like the the Italian Federation's Instagram. They posted a great video of the of like the the nighttime lights and the crowd and the atmosphere. It, it just looked incredible. So a uh, huge shout out to the Italian Federation for putting this together. This this is this is sweet. I really like this a lot. I really like this too. I I, I think that this is really what we need to see more of. But Ooh, it's we've got, so we got someone in the chat that was there. Oh, really? Ooh, someone says, I was there in Verona. It was stunning. By and, username. <laughs> uh, I'm so happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that it was as awesome as it looked because it looked incredible. It's all, And it's always so finicky. Like, at beach volleyball, obviously, we play it outside. We, we know that. But indoor is such, is such an indoor sport. So there's so many things that can make it go wrong. Especially Weather, for, wind. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially for, like, a legitimate match like this. Uh crazy that they were able to pull it off so you know what boomers you did well for once <laughs> you, you you did well you tried to get that old time feel in it and it actually worked this is something that i'm actually going to commend the uh the cev and the italian volleyball federation for this because i think yeah. this is wonderful just absolutely look at love it like look at it arches oh man oh just awesome it. It makes makes you feel like a gladiator Awesome. Yeah, I was uh, I was relatively close in proximity to this. I think I was in Scotland at the time this match was happening. And I'm like, damn it, I wish I was in Verona instead of uh, the British Islands. This this is awesome. So good for them. Really, the only other drama in this pool, uh, it certainly isn't in the standings. It actually comes from Italy's roster choices for this tournament. Uh, first of all, Ekaterina Antropova is now finally Italian, just in time. She beat the buzzer. She got a she got an italian passport just in time to suit up for this event which is great to see but uh there are a lot of notable names for italy missing uh davide mazzanti has kind of been under fire for some of these choices no christina kirichella no katarina bossetti no monica de gennaro i don't really understand i don't i don't really understand what's going on there if we have any uh, Italian insiders in the chat let us know uh the the thoughts of the italian fan base i'm sure it's not particularly good 
Oh uh, yeah, okay. We've already got people clowning on Matsanti. So that's really the only drama in this pool so far. Is third that, option? That's that's the most ridiculous. Third thing option. <laughs> I mean, sorry, she might be the best player in the world, but she's the third option for Italy. Wait, who who's in front of her? Mangardi and and Antropova. Antropova and probably Nwakalor. But uh, I mean, come on. So yeah, Mazzanti has been under fire, but it hasn't hasn't cost Italy in the standings so far because this pool is so comically weak. And um, speaking of comically weak, uh, what the hell is going on with Croatia? Croatia, to me, had one good tournament because since since winning their spot in VNL last year at the Volleyball Challenger Cup, they have done nothing. They lost to Korea at the World Championships. They lost to Korea, and then they went and laid an egg at VNL. Croatia, to me, they they should almost not be allowed back in, or they have to start in like the bronze league of the CEV. Like, don't even go back to the gold league. Like, this is a bit <laughs> embarrassing. You shouldn't get another shot to be amongst the big boys, at, or, or sorry, at the big kids table anymore. Not, because... not, if, not if you can't even make it out of pools at Eurovol in this group. I mean, come on. You can't yeah. beat like Bosnia, Switzerland, Bosnia. Romania, and Bulgaria. What are we doing? Yeah, I'm sorry. You should have been number two. You should, you sure. should, maybe, maybe three, maybe three. But that is embarrassing. Embarrassing. Romania, Switzerland, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Someone needs to be fired. Yeah. Someone needs to be fired. And to me, um, this smells as, you know, organizational uh, ineptitude, right? This doesn't just sound like they need a new coach. This sounds like they need an entirely new organization to look at things. Because, man, what is going on with Croatia? That is downright embarrassing. Really bad. Embarrassing horrible and uh i'm glad you you brought up that this does i agree this smells like organizational ineptitude because even though i agree with that you know whose stock has plummeted ferhat akbash the coach of croatia who also coaches at zaja basha like remember halfway through the season um the Turkish fan base was trying to convince their federation to buy out Akbash's contract with Croatia to bring him in to coach the Turkish national team. <laughs> then it, it, Zajabasha failed to win any trophies. Now Croatia is one of the most embarrassing teams in the world. So uh, not good. And I know they don't have Samantha Fabris, but still like they, or, their organization's got to figure it out. But uh, back, back to the Italy thing, this is going to cost them their, their coach just burning bridges with some of their best players in their team's history and their, current pipeline i don't really know what matsanzi's end goal is here maybe he's just trying to get fired i, I have honestly no clue it's uh, obviously it hasn't cost them yet but keeping that keep a close eye on italy they're obviously going to win this pool but um if, if there's enough dysfunction here they could be like on upset alert in the round of 16 depending on who their matchup is Mazzanti's in an interesting position too because he's been their head coach since 2017 and he's on contract until 2024 Right. Wow, so that is a there. long contract. That 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 is a long contract, you know. Um, but also interestingly enough, he did also jump in and coach a year in the Super Lega Volley uh Feminili back in 2020-2021 for Perugia. Um, kind of break those general rules that they have the national team coaches coaching uh a team there over, over there in Italy. So I'm almost wondering if if it's going to come come to the uh, boiling point here, especially with so many good Italian coaches. You can literally throw a rock. You're going to so find a good many. one, right? They're, like just look around the world and see how many there are. 
uh, even like mediocre ones like Marcello Abondanza too are are are, are decent as well and Italian. Um, uh, if, if if things don't go well here, especially with Italy hosting, I don't see Mazzanti, especially with everything leading up to this, I don't see Mazzanti moving forward. I agree. I mean, our, our, our friend who was at the game in Verona says that there are lots of signs, hashtag Mazzanti out. So that it seems crazy. like the, the fan base's voice seems to be pretty clear on this one. So uh, I'm most curious about what happens with Italy off the court rather than on it, at least as far as pool play goes. Bob, real quick, when we there's only four matches left in this pool: Bulgaria versus Romania, Italy versus Bosnia and Herzegovina, Switzerland versus. Oh wait, maybe not. Maybe well, there's there's only four matches left. Who who are you expecting to move on here? Because four of these teams only have one match left. Italy and Bulgaria have have two. We're expecting Italy to run the table. They have to play Bosnia and Herzegovina and Croatia. Romania, Switzerland, and Croatia, uh, and and Bosnia all have have one match left. So. Bosnia is playing Italy. That's Thank tough. you for participating. Have a cookie on your way out. Uh, <laughs> you're you're probably done. But Switzerland here has a possibility of jumping up, right? Depending on what happens in that Bulgaria versus Romania match, like there could be some there's there could be some movement here. Sure. Like, yeah. Because think... this this is this is this is going to be the top four because Italy plays Croatia and and Bosnia. So there could be some movement, and all of those teams there have have six points. Of course, Bulgaria is in the the best position at two and one, while the other ones are at two and two. What are you expecting it to to finish out as? Uh, I, I'm definitely thinking that Bosnia is going to be the one that misses out. Not only are they trailing by a point right now, but then they have to play Italy next. So that uh, no matter who Italy plays, no matter what their dysfunction is, the talent disparity is just way too big. So uh, I think the the four teams that are listed there, top four right now, are going to be the ones that move on. But you're not kidding. That Switzerland has a chance to finish second in this pool, and that would be pretty wild. Uh, an outside chance. You know, like Bulgaria yeah. basically have to lose both their games, um, and then it would just come down to a tie break. But I do believe that Switzerland did beat Romania. So... Yeah, interesting. I mean, it's I I can't say I think it's going to matter that much in the end. Like none of those three teams, Bulgaria, Romania, Switzerland, I wouldn't pick any of them to win a bracket game. No. Eh, maybe Bulgaria depending on the matchup, but uh th- there might be some drama in the seating in the pool. I just don't think it's going to have that much consequence at the end of the day. No, I agree. All right, you want to move on now to pool number, not pool number, pool C. Let's do it. Pool C is uh an interesting one uh with a few with with a couple of big teams, I mean, Turkey, we're expecting to just run away with it. They're so far, so good. One of the best teams in the world right now. Germany, super solid. But then everyone else there, I would have liked to see maybe a little bit more from Sweden. Uh, but they still have a couple more matches to be able to right the, right the, ship, right the ship a little bit. Yeah, so the only headline I have about Turkey, because they've been so good so far, they haven't really had any problems with anyone they've played, is that Melissa Vargas set the new women's serve speed record. She absolutely torched a ball 112 kilometers an hour. That's, I think, that's all right. That's, that's just all right. That's I, think a- was, I think it was in the Sweden game where she had a bunch of aces, so uh, that's that's ridiculous. Good for her. Um, the other big headline coming out of this pool is that Hannah Orthman is done for the tournament for Germany, which really Ooh, hurts. That is a bit that hurts. Yeah, yeah that's knee big. injury, uh, knee injury. I don't know, like if it's if it's the knee injury, like the one that we don't like to talk about. If it's that knee injury, then she's she's done for club season as well. But if it's just like 
my uh, medium severity then maybe she can play club season but we know that she's done for Eurovolley which is a bummer so uh, Germany is in a little bit of trouble because as soon as she got hurt like as soon as she was un- unavailable they got upset by Sweden and Sweden who just before that had lost to Greece which is a really bad loss so bad loss this there, is really. the by far the most competitive pool top to bottom like there's no team in this pool that's like that's out of contention of making it out at this point um, so Germany has Czech Republic, I think today. Uh, Sweden has Azerbaijan, maybe tomorrow. That's maybe no, that, maybe, that might be today as well. That could that should be winnable for Sweden if Hawk has a good enough game. Um, I I still don't think Greece is going to make it out, but them beating Sweden is pretty surprising. So the only thing that is for sure here is that Turkey is going to win this pool. Like everything else behind that, with Hannah Ortman getting hurt, Germany's probably most important player like everything else is up for grabs yeah germany just getting ready uh set to play chechia today um and you're you're right greece is playing azerbaijan uh today as well but i still think sweden has a decent chance to make it out they, they have to play azerbaijan and chechia um left so i think that could be two that's two potential wins there i think that they could finish the pool play here three and two which i would i would guess would be enough to make it out of this pool yeah, I agree. Uh, so Isabel Hawk, by the way, in in the win over Sweden yesterday, thirty one points and nine aces. They really need her sister to start to start stepping up because that is absolute. That's that's just filthy. It's crazy. Just and she's going like she's going at Alsmeyer, she's going at Stieglut, like she's she's going at their players, um, like players who play in the Italian league. So yeah, nine aces is nine aces to only two service errors is one of the best serving performances I've ever seen, and we we haven't seen Hawk actually serve the ball that well in a little while. It's like it, she can be good there. Obviously, you see this this stat line, but I haven't seen her really like dominate from the baseline and club all that recently so this is a good sign for her it's a uh, one of the only areas where sweden's going to get a lot of break points is from her serve this so is, this is a bad loss for um germany too Quite. considering that at home at home yeah. they win the first set 25 13 and then get proceeded to get 16 18 and 18 dude what that. is up with all these women's games being so like crazy lopsided like you have beat downs like absolute like 10 point plus beat downs and then the same thing on the other side in the next set i don't really understand that it's the hawk sisters man just just going bomb just just going for it love to see it People are talking about the, the, the Vargas's serve record in the chat. Uh, how impressive is 112 KPH for women's? I mean, it's the record, so it's obviously pretty impressive. And I, I heard that Box Boscovich ripped one 116, but I think that it was out of bounds. I think that you have to serve the ball in in order for it to count. Ooh, At least that's, yeah, absolutely. That's my impression. It's like that dude on TikTok who just like he'll just comment on other people's videos being like, Oh, I'm throwing a hundred, like 97 mile per hour, per hour fastball. And you see the catcher like diving. Every <laughs> like, bro, is it, if it's not in the strike zone, it doesn't count. Doesn't Same matter. thing here. If it's not in the court, it doesn't count. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Uh, so uh, let's see. What, what should we? What are your picks, Everett? Who's who's going to make it out of this pool? I'm, I'm, I think I'm Sweden, looking at the schedule. I think, I'm struggling. I think Sweden Sweden's going to make it out. I think they're they're going to win their their last two games. I do think that Germany is going to beat Czechia and salvage something. Like if if they get one more game, one more win, that's all they need, and they they have to play Czechia and Turkey. So uh, there's that. Sweden plays Azerbaijan and Czechia. Um, and then, other than that, 
It's really hard to say. If Azerbaijan can beat uh, Greece today, I think they're through. Probably. Probably. I think they'll get through at two and three. Uh, whereas Czechia, then, then who misses out? Like, is the Czech Republic going to miss out, or is Sweden going to miss out? I'm honestly not no, sure. No, I think I think Czechia is going to I think Czechia is going to miss out because they have to play Germany and they and they have to play Sweden. Okay, and I think I think that's tough. I think Sweden just has too much firepower for for them, and uh, they may not have the the quality all around, but n- not many teams in the world have a have a quality like Bella Hawk and even Anna Hawk uh, is out there doing some good things too. So yeah, I think that loss to Greece was just a blip in the road. I, I think Azerbaijan, I don't think they're going to win, but I don't think uh, Achechia is going to win either. Yeah, remember a couple of years ago, Azerbaijan randomly got fourth at this tournament? <laughs> For a while there, Azerbaijan was like, had some of the best, like, they were winning Champions Leagues because, like, they, they had, they were putting money into women's volleyball there in, in the, like, the early 2010s. Like, Azerbaijan, Baku, and, and there was, like, multiple teams. Like, there was, there was 1.3 teams from Baku in the Champions League. Whoa. And not not quite the case anymore, but they could still make it out of this pool. Um, it is one nothing Greece. Oh, they're it's, playing it, right now, huh? They're playing right now. It just came across on the slider. It is one nothing Greece. So that things makes things interesting. If Greece could pick uh, up it's... another win here, because I do think that fourth place team from this pool is going to be a, a team with the two and three record. Probably, uh, yeah, yeah. They might get it out on on points or tiebreakers. Yeah, very interesting. We'll keep an eye on the scores. There are three matches going on right now, um, including a huge one in Pool D. Netherlands versus France head to head. Two undefeated teams to this point. They're playing right now. The Netherlands is up two to zero. Uh, both of them have been only by two two point wins in the first two sets. It's very close right now in the third set. Like it's uh, a sixteen fifteen right now um, for the. Uh, for France right now. Very tight. Yeah, 16-15. Very, very tight. So those are the two best teams in that pool, but not. this is the only pool, I would say, without a, a medal contender in the pool. Like You've got Serbia and maybe Poland in Pool A. You've got Italy in Pool B. You've got Turkey in Pool C. Uh, you don't really have that elite team in Pool D, which kind of makes the pool more fun. Like this, I'm, I am looking forward to going back and watching this France you don't, you match don't later. have an elite team, but like the quality of the teams all the way through, I think is higher. Than Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And you unfortunately, know. Estonia, who's hosting the pool, is is down there at the bottom. But like Finland, Spain, Slovakia, like at least kind of respectable. So yeah, all decent, decent, all, all decent. But you're right, not much to to, to talk about here. I mean, France. Really, I think this is a really good opportunity for France to really cement themselves in the world scene leading into next year's VNL. Like, yeah, I agree. I don't think either. Like our our friend in the chat just said, France and the Netherlands aren't going to medal at this tournament. I probably agree. But if France can come back and win this match, or if they can at least win a bracket game, I think going into next year playing VNL, hosting the Olympics, it's just going to yeah continue to raise their stock. This is a team that knows they're going to be at all the, the major competitions now over the, over the next little bit. And I think that's giving them a, a, a little bit of confidence. Love to see that they're 4-0 so far. Um, not saying like this is going to be the last game. Not saying that's been easy, but it looks they, they've made it look easy with 12-2 and two in sets. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that score. France versus the Netherlands. If uh, Netherlands can polish off a sweep or uh, see what, what sort of drama is going to happen. But otherwise, I don't really have anything to talk about in Pool D. No, me neither. That's uh, that's pretty much, and that also actually also wraps up uh, everything as well for yep. as 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 for it to, to come to pools. Um, only a couple of days, like it's basically today and tomorrow. Yep. Um, when when looking at uh, 
um, the, the the rest of pool play. There's a couple pool games on Thursday, so we'll uh, we'll know the bracket on Thursday, and then I assume there's probably a travel day before we kick off the round of 16. But on next week's show, we will uh, have plenty more to catch up with with women's Euroball. Yeah, the twenty. Oh. The 27th is the day of the eighth final of matches in Italy, 28. Oh, okay. They've got a couple days off. That's uh, that's Sunday, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, they start playing Sunday and Saturday uh, for the the knockout round. So a, a couple days off there. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so speaking of Eurovolley, we've also got men's Eurovolley kicking off. I think on there's one match of men's Eurovolley on Monday, and then most of the rest of the tournament kicks off on Tuesday. So on next week's show, we'll talk about men's Eurovolley. At least just kind of preview the pools and make some picks. But uh, you, you're not missing anything there other than one match. I think it's, it's like a, a pointless match. Let's see who, who's playing on Monday. It is uh, Italy versus Belgium. So that, that should be Italy, no problem. But then the, the tournament really kicks off a week from today. So we'll talk on next week's show about men's Euro volley. What? You've got no hope in Sam Derue? No. Him and the Belgian boys, the Red Dragons, getting something done? No. All right. Uh, so no, we will not preview men's today. We will do that next week. Yeah, that, that, that will be... Yeah, let's, let's do men's next week. But I'll a be... men's tournament that we will talk about is uh, the greatest, most glorified exhibition tournament in all of volleyball. Congratulations to Italy on winning the Hubert Wagner Memorial. (laughs) We like to make fun of this tournament as uh, until recently it was the only tournament that Poland could ever win, Uh, although they did did finish third in this one at home. Um, Pretty competitive here. I mean, two two two-and-ones, two one-and-twos. Italy ends up winning it on tiebreakers. Uh, there here here are the all the results from all six matches. Check out that barn burner: Slovenia versus Italy, twenty five twenty three in the fifth. Crazy, that is spicy. Crazy. Slovenia actually looking good in this one, picking up the win yeah. over Italy, picking up, up the win over uh, over Poland. Poland. I know it's an exhibition match, and like you know, like like did Engapath play for France? Do I think know he any- did. Yeah, that's what I thought as well too. Um, yeah, but I'm yeah, pretty just, sure just... he did. The other thing that we saw was Alessandro Bovalenta make his senior team debut for Italy okay. at opposite. And I, I didn't get to watch any of the games, but I, uh, from the chatter in the Discord, people are stoked about this kid and think that he might already be better than Yuri Romanov. So uh, keep Those an eye on chat. that. Those in the chat who are Italian and follow the men's team, do we think that Bovalenta should be getting a shot at Euros? Is yeah, is, well, is 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 he going to be on the roster? And then if he is, is he going to be, you know, is he going to be getting minutes? Well, I think he should. I mean, like we talked about at VNL, Italy literally didn't have a backup opposite. They had Fabrizio Gironi, who's an outside hitter, and Penali's hurt, but he also sucks. Uh, Stephanie, who I like, is also hurt. So I think there's no reason not to take Bovalenta on the roster at least, and maybe play him in pool play a little bit and see what happens. I mean. No, no reason why not. Uh, okay, people who actually watched Hubert Wagner ch- chiming in the chat. Italy played the bench against Slovenia, they said, and they still uh, pushed it to five. And I guess we didn't see Irvin Ingepet at all. I thought he was – well, he was on the roster, but uh, maybe he didn't play very much. I don't know. Yeah, France, uh, France's stock is dropping, man. France has uh, not looked all that good this calendar year. 
yeah, but they always do this. They always look good at some tournaments and not so good at other ones. You're telling me that once they have the boys back in town, once they go to a couple of clubs, get that camaraderie going, you know, go through go through a few dollar bills that they're not going to be ready to go. Like, <laughs> come on, come on. This team is in coast mode. They're the defending Olympic champions, and they're they're hosting the next Olympics, right? They're going to be just fine. I agree they're, with they're, you. They're they're going to be just fine. I'm not I'm not worried until they start losing players. That's when like that's when I, I'm going to be or if players start really sh- like showing that they're on the decline, right? I I think that in like a day to day setting, Angapeth isn't what he used to be, but that dude can still pull up his bootstraps and go out there and 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 give it to the you know give it. Yeah. I, I still think that he can be on his on his best day. He can still be one of the best players in the world. No doubt about it. I agree. Uh, somebody in the chat says there's an Italy versus Poland match on YouTube where Bovalenta played. Put that link either in the chat or in the Discord because I want to watch that. I want to see this kid. I haven't actually like gotten to look at him on tape yet. So uh, put that link either in the chat or in the Discord. Like tag me. I want to want to go check this Bovalenta kid out because there is a lot of hype, a lot of hype, and that's kind of just what Italy needs. So we'll see. Uh, I don't really have any other takes about Hubert Wagner. I didn't get to watch any of it. It's uh, always kind of a, uh, just a big overproduced, but at the end of the day, it's an exhibition tournament. Yeah, also username coming in, who's just coming in with so much info today. Big shout out to username. Wish we, <laughs> wish we knew what username was. Uh, saying that, uh, bringing up that France does have a lot of promising youngsters. When Which you we will talk at, about later that did just win the U19 World Championship. Yeah, exactly. And you look at guys like Ibrahim Lawani and Timothy Carl and and so on and so forth. Like this is one of this is one of the best uh programs, I would say, for developing young talent in the world. And I don't think they're gonna we're gonna see them fall off anytime soon. Agreed. So uh especially anything- not to like pre twenty ten standard when they were like nowhere near good. Yeah, that that is true. Like they were they were invisible. They were playing like the third division of World League in like in 2009-2010 and then they yeah. in, got in 20, this generation and caught fire. In 2015, they in 2014 or 15 they came out of group 2 of World League. Yeah. And since then they've been one of the best teams in the world. So. Yep. All right, uh before we move on, I mean we talked about I just mentioned that France won U19 World Championship. There's a lot of sort of minor tournaments that have gone on the last couple of weeks that we at least want to acknowledge. But before we do that, Everett, a couple things we need to talk about. The first is that volleyball.store. Check it out. I finally got it. Finally got finally got some nine. Do, by do you nine have the other collection. stuff? Do you have the other stuff around you that, that no, you got like the sweaters and it's and, not and... it's not around me, but I got a, a handful of these t-shirts. I got the crew neck, I got a hoodie with this logo on it. They are so good, dude. The quality of this t-shirt and the quality of the you. hoodies. Ho ho ho. I'm so excited to wear these. Like I'm it's about time I got some, but I I can now say from personal experience that you people need to buy some of this stuff. So I I'm mad, Rob. Because I I bought or made the purchase um, for my I bought myself a few more pieces of art article clothing um, for, for uh, uh, the Norseka events coming up and I was just like yeah bought you I got you some and I was like yeah I'm gonna get myself some too mine hasn't show up <laughs> I leave I leave on Friday so <laughs> it has a couple more days to show up sure hope it shows up <laughs> I'm not confident. I am not confident at all that it's going to show up on time. So I'm a little bit sad about that, but uh, you'll be, I'll have the, the stuff that I already have, but you'll be looking good. 
Yeah, I'll be ready to go. Oh, yeah, Bassy in the chat saying, is this the big news? Yes, the big news is that I got a 9 by 9 squared t-shirt. No. <laughs> no, don't worry. We've got some Honestly, big news coming later. Bassy, can you can you send me your address? Because you deserve some 9 by 9 merch. Yes, because you because you yeah. all should go follow the Spicy Vibes account, which has been a little quiet lately, Bassy. Get back to posting some stuff. But yeah, Bassy, send me send me your address and, and sizing and stuff like that on Discord or whatever, and we'll we'll send you some merch. Uh, but if you, the rest of you want some more merch, you can check out thatvolleyball.store and use the code SPICY. If you use the code SPICY, you're going to get 15% off your whole order to look as good as ever. And now you've got to pick up some 9 by 9 squared stuff. And if you see us around this summer at uh, any various events and you're wearing this stuff, we will, uh, we will really love to see that. You can take a photo with us or um, yell slanderous insults at Everett or whatever you want to do. But uh, <laughs> I don't know, both of us. But uh, pick a, yeah, use the code SPICY at thatvolleyball.store, pick up some stuff, and you get 15% off. Absolutely. And Rob, now is for the basically the only reason we do this show now. <laughs> right? <laughs> the only reason we do this show, our favorite segment, Mr. Where's Daddy? Um, so I don't even remember what the last one was because it was so long ago. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. We've had uh, two weeks of a two-week break of me using my Photoshop skills to hide Daddy Stankovic in uh, various places during the show. And I was really happy about this one because two weeks ago, as we were celebrating our channel reaching 20,000 subscribers, if you see in the last zero of 20,000 there, uh, hiding inside the zero is none other than Daddy Stankovic. <laughs> so it was a little different this time. I didn't just Photoshop him onto someone else's face. I... Uh, hit him in our 20,000 number there. Thank you guys again for uh, giving, getting us to 20,000 subscribers. But we had some people find him. Our friend Kenny McGraw found him, uh, put in the chat that he found Daddy Stankovic. Remember, if you find Daddy Stankovic, because he will be hidden in this show somewhere, uh, you comment in the main YouTube comment section after the stream is over. You comment the timestamp of where he is. And if you're the first one to do that, you get a shout out on next week's show. So uh, Kenny McGraw found him two weeks ago. He found Daddy peeking out of the zero there as we celebrated 20,000 subscribers. So uh, congratulations, you found Daddy Stankovic. Let's see who can find him this week. Uh, speaking of subscribers, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already and uh, give the video a thumbs up. We've had, uh, what, almost 250 people tune in, only nine likes. Guys, come on. Guys, come on. Come on. Give us give us a little bit more than that. Like, come on. Mm. Come on, we can do better than that. So give us some thumbs ups and uh, make sure you... Keep an eye out for where Daddy Stankovic might be and uh, comment the timestamp of where he is in the main YouTube comment section after the stream is over. Okay. What is next now? I just, I, I accidentally exited out of our notes doc, Rob, and I'm trying to catch up. Uh, okay, here we are. Now we're, okay. we're, now, now we're back on. Here, here we are. All right. Let's head over now to the under 19s and i'm surprised i'm surprised you're starting with the u19 men and france big ups to them uh for winning that tournament france gets first iran gets second korea gets third and rob your united states of america highest ever finish uh for the boys on the the junior or youth youth side um picking up a fourth Massive, massive for, for you guys, especially how, since how much you guys struggled at the Pan Am Cup uh, this, <laughs> last week with your B team. We'll get to that. Uh, yeah, it, this was a good, a good couple week stretch for the USA Developmental Program. We are never good at the U19 level, like never. 
and uh, to have our, our men get all the way to the semis. We beat Bulgaria in the round of eight, which is a big win because they have a great youth pipeline right now. Uh, we did get absolutely stomped by France in the semifinals, but that's okay. Uh, France went on to win the tournament. But yeah, getting get to the, the medal rounds for uh, the U.S. youth team is a first. I don't think our boys have ever been that far no. in that tournament ever. So congratulations to them. Uh, I think that's awesome. But what's even more awesome is the women's U19 team, or I guess you could call it the girls' U19 team, winning the U19 World Championship. Clearly the best ever, our first ever title in that tournament ever. A reverse sweep over Turkey in the final to win it. That was awesome. Huge congratulations to this team. And I think most of this same team, all these U19 girls, are actually playing right now at the U21 World Championship. Uh, most of uh, yeah, most of that team is the same. A couple additions, but the U19 team, after winning the U19 World Championship, is playing up at the the U21 World Championship in Mexico right now. But that's this is a first in USA history for a, a youth World Championship in, on either side. So huge congratulations to the girls. This is a big deal, a big performance for our youth system. You know, when I was seeing that, it, it surprised me at first because when you think of how dominant the USA, like maybe not maybe not on the boys, but definitely on the women's side, like how dominant they are at the youth ages, how the NCAA is widely re- regarded as the best development league in the world for, for, for women's volleyball. It surprised me that this is the first time that we saw a result like this from, from the United States. But when I started thinking about it a little bit, I, I think it really benefits Europe in general to have a lot of age clap age class national teams you know going down to like u16 u7 like they do this quite a lot in europe like they have their regional tournaments and they play internationally quite a bit whereas in north america we just really don't get get the opportunity to i mean hell for u19 for canada like we just started having a u19 team we still don't have a u19 boys team because we can't get our act together enough to to to, to get it uh, to get it all together because there's really not that much that much, not that much point the reality is, why would we send a U19 team to a, a Norseca event to qualify when they could play club tournaments that are going to be more difficult than playing Guatemala or Costa Rica? Nothing against nothing against those countries, but just like the, the population and the infrastructure isn't really there to, to, to truly challenge us. I mean, I think you guys do a much better job at managing all of that than we do, as we saw our women's team get slapped at the Pan Am Cup over the Pan Am Cup or, or the past little bit. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit, but big ups to the usa women for really you know getting in there and starting to make some ground on the the junior side uh over there internationally yeah that's exactly the point that i was going to make is that our juniors teams and like canada's juniors teams and i think just kind of north america in general we don't get nearly as many chances to play legitimate events at the youth and juniors level compared to europe like really Mm -hmm. like this these u19 teams boys and girls are pretty much just like thrown together once a year they train for a week or two. They go to the tournament, and then that's it. Like that. So the the fact that we don't usually have success isn't that surprising, considering the, the all those teams in Europe are playing together at the junior and youth levels, like all the time, year round, and all sorts of different things. So and and also geog- like geographically, right? Exactly. Like Italy is the size of California, right? more or less so when you're talking about a team that needs to get together and train it's just a little bit of driving whereas you if you're trying to get a national team's worth from the united states or canada and you're flying people from you know eight hours across a country to 
for it's it's a lot more difficult. It's a lot more difficult, and you need a lot more infrastructure to be able to do so. Exactly, but uh, yeah, a very very promising week, couple weeks stretch for both USA youth teams. Uh, the women winning and the men taking fourth. So good for them. Um, speaking of developmental programs, Everett, out of nowhere, the Canadian men's senior B team wins the Pan Am Cup, a three to one win over Brazil in the final. Uh, including beating the USA in the quarterfinal on the nice way. little three dong right it there. Yep, three yep, dong, yep, yep, yep. and the um, USA had been playing pretty well. Canada comes out of literally nowhere. Isaac Heslinga wins MVP. Isn't he going back to Alberta this year? He is. Yeah. Let's wow. let's 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 jump into this for for a little bit because um, Canada played Brazil on night one of this tournament and got thoroughly slapped. And I uh, texted uh, my good buddy who's on the left of that picture there, Mister uh, Chris Voth. Uh, who also coaches in Switzerland. And I was like, we just got handled. And he's like, yeah, that, that wasn't pretty. Like the, the boys are feeling it. And it took a little bit of time to, to get going. Now, this team is very different than the B team we saw last year. Last year, you had got, you, we had Melser. There was Brody, Cooper. Like a lot of those younger guys who are now playing for, um, uh, for the A team. Like Luke Kerr, for Luke, example. Luke Kerr, Jordan Schnitzer, you know, this was this is this is a team that is essentially making up the eight like a lot of the, the like filling the gaps the A team right now. So I was kind of hesitant. I wasn't entirely sure what what to expect from this team, but I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, first and foremost, that nice little three dong against the United States of America in the quarterfinals for the second year in a row. And might I add that. Other than like like you have Jackson Howe who played one year professional, a couple years there for Finn McCarthy, Byron Ketarakis I think is is the veteran of this team. And yes, Isaac Heslinga got the MVP, but I absolutely think like Ketarakis was was scoring almost double digit points as a setter, setter yeah. as a setter. And when you watch the way he played, the way he was hustling on defense, the way he was serving, the way he was blocking, he was clearly to me clearly the the emotional leader of this team i thought he should have been uh mvp but this was a random hodgepodge especially with guys like Derek epp dropping out of the program after not being picked for picked for the a team instead you have jonathan portadance coming in and and doing doing some really good things so for for the way to this this team to beat the u.s in the quarterfinals take down which which is what is like a full Mexican team in the semifinals, and that's tough. Like even they had even had Pedro Angel, their legendary setter, starting for them, and then getting the revenge on Brazil is is absolutely massive, and it just it gives me a little bit of hope moving forward, especially with everything how much we've seen, um, uh, um everything we've seen with the A team over the little bit, it gives me still a little bit of hope that like, Hey, we're still here and, and we're still balling. Yes. In the, in the, uh, the chat, Ketarakis is going to be playing in the plus Liga next year, which is huge for him. He's been doing some good things in the Bundesliga as of late past couple of years, but plus Liga obviously is a little bit better, but Isaac Heslinga too. I mean, I think this dude needs a whole lot of respect. Um, he really struggled during the the U Sports National Championships in in the springtime, if you remember that, Alberta did not play well. They lost in the semifinals. They lost in that bronze medal match. They were the defending national champions. To, you know, had just won the Canada West. Isaac Heslinga did not play well, and to see him bounce back, his four to four shot is yes. absolutely filthy. Nasty. 
is and I got I got to see it like a couple of times in Hamilton. And Isaac, I'm a little mad at you because you're like teasing me with it. You won't show it to me in person, but you'll show it, you'll show it on the world stage. But yeah, absolutely massive. First ever championship here or Pan Am Cup win uh for Canada. Of course, we usually send the send the beat team, but just a lot of guys really, really stepping up. You know, you got the, a couple of Sherbrooke guys uh, coming in there. Byron Katarakis, who wasn't on the radar for the national team at anywhere uh, at the beginning of the summer, comes comes in to do some good work. Of course, Jordan Canham held down the right side. He'll be joining the A team for the North Kitchen Championships and for the Olympic qualifiers. So, yeah, it, it, this was this was a fantastic tournament, and love to see the growth from Canada all around. Yeah, the, the final was electric. I watched it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Ketarakis had an ace in overtime to win one of the sets. Like he, I agree. He was uh, would have been my pick for MVP, but a great tournament all around from Canada out of literally nowhere. And uh, somebody in the chat says, love listening to Everett talking about Canada when they are playing well, which hasn't happened all that often lately. No. But I, I do like hearing Everett get excited about his team. So congratulations. I mean- I feel like I feel like I'm just as passionate when we're playing poorly too. Yes, you are. <laughs> you know, so I, I I don't think it I don't think it really goes uh uh really goes away. A couple other notes that I thought the USA I, I watched a bunch of our games in pool play. Huge congratulations to a couple of our guys, Mike Marshman and Tim McIntosh are two absolute grinders, two guys that I love. Um, both VLA guys. Marsh has played like six years a pro and is just cracking the national team now at age 29, which is amazing. And uh, he started at middle in every match and was incredible. So uh, congratulations to him and Tim McIntosh at Libera, who I also love. Uh, the team looked decent. I liked Quinn Isaacson. Uh, I liked... I didn't love the play from the outside hitters overall. I think I thought Jacob Pastor was the best of the group. But uh, last year too. Yeah. So uh, that, that's fine. I mean, a, a fine showing from the B team. Uh, what do I think of Parker Van Buren? He's the opposite from Loyola. I thought he was okay. He didn't serve the ball very well. He's like pretty physical. Uh, he's, he blocks well. I don't love his arm. But uh, against inferior competition like the U.S. saw in pool play, he was carving them up. So maybe there's something there. We do uh, certainly need opposites in the pipeline. But uh, the other take that I had from this tournament, uh, kind of a joke, is that congratulations to Cuba for finishing dead last. Thanks for participating. But the reason why I'm actually serious about congratulating Cuba is that they successfully identified the Pan Am Cup as being useless. And therefore, they did, they not, they did not send their A-team. Congratulations, Cuba. Everyone give Cuba a huge round of applause for not sending their A-team to a useless tournament. Good job, Cuba. You sent them to the Central American and Caribbean Championships in the middle of VNL, but you chose not to send the A-team to the Pan Am Cup. Good job, Cuban Federation. A step in the right direction. Jeez. Jeez. One, one thing that I'm looking at here from the Canadian stats is how even our offense was. Katarakis, like Katarakis led against the U.S. with nine points. Heslinga beat – as a setter, Heslinga, when we beat Brazil in the finals, Heslinga led Canadian scorers with 13 points. Darlin had 23. It's pretty balanced. I mean, Canada was getting a lot of guys in there. We saw... Oh, 24, sorry. Might, might have seen all four outsides. I think we saw like Jelser, House, Heslinga. Who's the last one? Uh, we definitely saw... We didn't see him in the finals, but we saw Filardo. Yeah, uh, Florida, that's right. We said definitely saw him in the semis uh, as well uh, against Mexico. So, yeah, just good things, good things all around happen. Good job, Canada. All right, yeah. uh, anything else about men's Pan Am Cup? 
no, that's enough. We've talked about it enough. Already. Enough. Sorry, guys. Uh, the women's Pan Am Cup was a couple weeks ago, and a very uh, surprising result. Congratulations to Argentina? Question mark. The Argentinian women win a Pan Am Cup. This was kind of weird. Uh, good for them. They beat Puerto Rico in the final. The USA B team beat the Dominican Republic for bronze. Uh, I didn't watch any of this. I have absolutely no takes on this tournament, uh, except that now, only a week or two later, is the Pan Am Cup final six. Who knows? Which, which is going on right now. What are we doing? Why are we? Pl- what even is the Pan Am Cup final six? I don't. I don't. Why are we playing all these I tournaments? I don't know what it's for. I don't know what the like. Does it qualify for anything? Like, what are we I talking have about? No idea. And I just know that the men's Pan Am Cup final six is going to be is is in Edmonton in a few weeks, September seventeenth through the what? through the twenty fifth. Yes. What is happening? There's way too much volleyball. Like, there's, so there's the Pan Am Cup, there's the Pan Am Cup final six, and there's the Pan Am Games. I have no idea what any of those things are. And then there's like four different Norseka tournaments. Like that, that's that's enough. Like, relax, guys. We don't need to play five different B-team events in the same summer every year. But congratulations to Argentina. I, I don't know anything about this tournament, but uh, the Argentinian women have never really been on my radar, so maybe this is a step in the right direction for them. It doesn't even say in like the Norseka press release about what it's about. <laughs> I mean, if any of you go... Uh, please, people, if you haven't done this before, go to norseka.net right now. And just like just look at that that monstrosity of a website for about fifteen seconds, and then close out that tab. But like, just look, just look at that website for a moment, and you'll kind of understand what we're talking about. Uh, just uh, just quite quite the site. Go go look at Norseka.net right now. Just go give it a look. Speaking Everett of Norseka tournaments, uh, so are we ready to move on to the, the 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 only two actually meaningful Norseka tournaments this summer? Absolutely. Let's 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 get into the the big times. Whew. Let's go Quebec City. Okay. First and foremost, I will be there. Yes. Rob will not be there. I will be there. Uh, I'm driving up, going to a wedding on Saturday, leaving from the wedding on Sunday, and driving up to to Quebec City, uh, hoping to get there on. It is a bit of a drive. It's like eight hours from Toronto. So doing a little camping on the way, but hoping to get there on Monday. I'll be there all week. If you are in the Quebec City area and you want to attend the matches for free, uh, hook me up or link me up because I'd love to find some people to uh, help me record some of the games. Um, I'm doing. I'm. This is. It's been a busy summer. I haven't really done much with my significant other, so I'm bringing my. I'm bringing Sam along with me to Quebec. We're gonna make a, a little bit of a of a work vacation. Uh, so I just need some people to just press play on the camera to record some of the matches. That's all. That's all. That's all you need to do. You'll get free admission to the event. You'll get a pass. If you just come in and just press play, that's, that's all you need to do. So shoot me a message, get in touch with me. Uh, we'll love to, uh, would love to have you there. Uh, I'll be there for all the primetime matches. Cause I think it's like Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday, Canada plays primetime. And then uh, Thursday it's USA versus Dominican. So uh, okay, I'll be nice. there. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be there for 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 all of those. But during the day, looking for someone to to record uh, to record other teams. So yeah, shoot me a message. Um, get in touch with me. Would love to would love to to have some people uh, work with work with us. But this is this is a big one. It, it sounds is. like like I know Canada's sending. I know we're sending the A team. I know Dominican is sending the A team. And from what I hear, the legend himself. 
Mr. George Washington of volleyball, Mr. Karch Karai, and the USA Women's A team will be in Quebec City as well. That is that is correct, and I'm so stoked for that. I, I, me too. This I have, is, so this is this is the most significant Norseka tournament in like five years, maybe even maybe probably since like 2017, because. So for the first time in, in a while, because of the thank you to the FIVB for once again completely uh, revolutionizing the calendar and the way qualifications work, the top three finishers from the Norseka Championship from this tournament qualify for the 2025 World Championship. As remember, we're going to two World Championships per quad starting in 2025, and they're being playing on the odd years. So the winners of like this year's Continental Championships, the top three in each continent, get bids to the 2025 World Championship. So there is something on the line. Also, there are world ranking points on the line, and the world ranking matters for this Olympic cycle qualification. So we are expecting all these teams, U.S., Canada, and Dominican Republic, that's three VNL teams that are all going to send their A teams to the to the to Quebec City and it starts a week from today which is awesome. Uh, it's crazy that it starts a week from today and we can find basically zero information about it but uh every there's will... a schedule at least. There is a schedule. It's it's only seven teams which is weird. I think there must have been a team that dropped out so yeah, I think there's there, a pool I of 3 and a pool of 4. Yeah, so Canada's Canada's in the pool of 3. Right. With um, I think you have Mexico and maybe Cuba. I, I I looked at it briefly earlier today. I don't remember. Let me pull it up here. As I sound like an old man, um, <laughs> yeah, it's USA and Dominican Republic in the pool of four. Yeah, and then it's Puerto Rico and Mexico and Canada in the pool of three. So USA, Dominican Republic, Cuba, and Costa Rica. Okay. And Canada, Mexico, Puerto Rico. Got it. So the, those seven teams playing uh, Norseka Championship. Like this is. I mean, I know we're Norseka, they're, they're the CEV, but Eurovolley that's going on right now is a massive deal. And what we want to do as best we can is try and amplify the Norseka championship to like separate it from all this useless Pan Am tournaments that we were talking about. This tournament does matter. We want to help juice this tournament. We want to help make this tournament matter because it does. This is our continental championship. It matters for world championship qualification. It matters for world rankings. So the teams are sending the A teams for the first time in a very long time to this tournament, and I'm stoked about it. Yeah, so am I. I've never gotten to see the American A team play in person. Sweet, you're you're gonna you're gonna enjoy what you see, especially like our our women's team could use a bit of a confidence boost right now. This is a tournament that I really need us to go out and win. I think we uh, we clearly have the talent. It's I'd say we're probably the favorites. Uh, both Dominican and Canada will be good, le- legitimately good opponents. Well, I mean, we would probably see Canada in the final, if I had to guess, like being if we both win our pools or on the opposite sides. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, it really depends on, on how we can play. I, I, do, I do agree, although I think it's probably going to be a Canada versus Dominican uh, semifinal. semifinal. Yeah. So those will be good games. Like this is this is a legitimate tournament. And like they, the federations wouldn't send the A teams if this tournament didn't matter. So we're gonna we're gonna try and help separate these events, like the Norseka Championships, from the other tournaments that we were talking about a minute ago. So definitely tune into this. Uh, it'll it's in it's in Quebec City. It's at the University of Laval, right? So yeah. I assume they're streaming it. Yeah, they'll be streaming it. My assumption is I actually need to double check this with. I just want to make sure that Volleyball World isn't streaming it. Mm-hmm. um because yeah because that would i mean it would change i'm still going I'll, I'll still just use it as a vacation you know check it out do some interviews and, and whatnot i wouldn't be able to film which would suck, would suck. um 
but uh but yeah um it's uh it's going to be at the university of i'm assuming my assumption is that it's going to be on the uh volleyball canada youtube just like we saw pan am cup from last year um right yeah. That that, so that would it, make sense. It, it, it should be open open to all and everyone if they are are doing it that way. Um, I'm hoping to do a bit of a, a an event preview um, with Canada's Jen Cross, who is currently rehabbing uh, her injury, her her ACL injury. She just had successful surgery. Congrats, Jen, and is is back on the mend. So I'm hoping to do a bit of a of a preview with her leading up to this event unfortunately she won't be there but we'll do we'll do something like similar to this uh with with jen um sometime this this week hopefully to, to get it all ready but i'm stoked i haven't seen the women's team play i haven't seen any live women's volleyball really at the international stage since like 2019 so yeah since the pandemic right yeah yeah so uh I'm I'm excited. It's 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 going to be a really good week. I'm excited to watch Domin- Dominican play. I've never seen Dominican play in person. I've never seen the USAA team play in person. I'm I'm just excited for this event in general. I think it's 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 going to be really really good. Yep. So it starts a week from today. Everett will be there. So we're going to be a bunch of content here on the YouTube channel around the Women's North Seca Championship. You're going to want to watch these games. It, it will it will be a good it will be a good event, and we're going to try and help elevate it as best we can. Yes. Speaking and, yeah. of. Speak okay. Well, I, I was just going to say we are going to have baseline highlights. Yes, for the women, which as long as volleyball world's not there, as long as volleyball world's not there. But if they're not there, then we will have baseline highlights. And if you want to help with those, if you want to come, kind of come to join my team, that that would be that would be awesome. But we have this Bassy Lassie. This is the big news right here, right now. Should I just go ahead and say it, Rob? The 2023 Norseka Men's Continental Championships will be streamed exclusively right here on Volleyball Floors. That's right. We have got the contract from the USAV. We'll be down in Charleston, West Virginia, and every single second and more of the 2023 Norseka Championships will be streamed for free live on Volleyball Source by yours truly. Let's go. Let's go. I know we I know we've been a little bit quiet as of late on the Discord. We haven't been doing as many shows. We've been trying to figure it out and uh yeah, we just confirmed basically this week with uh with the last week and this week with this USAV that we are going to be streaming this event. I I for one, I for one am still astonished really that they chose us uh, because it was basically we, we outbid us. USA. We we outbid no, volleyball, volleyball world. world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, basically, they were like, "Yeah, we're talking to volleyball world as well," and we put together a nice little proposal for them, and they went with us. So every second of the Norseka Men's Volleyball Continental Championship will be streamed right here, and yeah, you're going to be able to watch all of it. Rob and I will be on the mic. Yes, we will. We're going to be on together for some games. We're going to be riding solo for others. Um, So first and foremost, I guess, if you are in the West, the Charleston, West Virginia region, and you want to volunteer for us, we're going to need some help for this event. Shoot us a message. Let us know. We'd love to have you. Uh, But otherwise, just buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because it is going to be a ride. This is going to be so much fun. Yes, uh, so we've got people in the chat. Yes, we do need volunteers. If you can get to Charleston, West Virginia, I know of all places, 
It is in Charleston, West Virginia. But if you can get yourself there, we we could absolutely use your help. So uh, get yourself there. We will get you a media pass. We will get you into the event for free. This is an A-team event. This is an A-team This is an A-team event. We will be streaming an A-team event. The the USA men's A-team, the Canadian, the Cuban men's A-teams, the Mexican A-team, who is no joke. This is an A-team event. Like, we're talking... Eric Shoji, Matt Anderson, Micah Christensen, TJ DeFalco, like Dave Smith, like okay, American narrative bias. Like let's throw Nick some Hoke, Steve Marr. Stephen Marr, like the, the, Lopez. Is, these are the guys. This these is... are the guys that we are going to be streaming. We are Everett and I are going to be commentating. We're going to have post game shows. Going to have baseline highlights, interviews, like the whole thing. Um, a very very good live stream production shot from the baseline. You're going to love this. All 22 matches uh, will be on this channel for free. It will be so, so awesome. It starts two weeks from today, September 5th. We are so stoked. This is a big deal for us, and we are so excited about it. Yeah, it's... uh... Like I said, I didn't think we were going to be able to get it, especially when we were talking to USAV, and they were like, yeah, we're also talking Volleyball World. And I was like, "Mm, okay, well, it would make sense for you guys to go with Volleyball World. Luckily, we thank the USAV for showing the confidence to us that that you know they they want a, an event like this on uh, on our platform. And uh, yeah, I honestly, this is why like this we've been a little bit quiet recently because we've been, we've been working on some things. And and this is it. This is going to be a couple of massive weeks here for volleyball source. First, we're going to be at the women's the women's tournament, getting some content there, and then of course to the men's uh, the men's tournament. Um, a few questions in the chat. It is not an FIB tournament, FIVB tournament, sorry. It is a Norseka tournament, which is why we're allowed to do it. Right. But it will uh, affect tournament rankings, massively uh, affect FIVB world rankings. So that's why this is this is a huge event for teams who are tr- looking to qualify for the Olympics. It's the last big event before the Olympic qualifiers. And then, you know, all of those points are going to be so important for uh, those other teams who are trying to fill out the 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 12 for Paris 2024 huge and these will be the a teams this will be the first time the men's a teams will be sent to the Norseka championship since maybe like 2017 that one that was in Colorado Springs but uh, again on in the theme of elevating this tournament this will be by far the most and best coverage of the Norseka championship ever and it will be right here on volleyball source Everett and I are going to be there uh, this we're going to do everything we can to elevate this event, especially with, I mean, with with, with us doing the coverage and with the A teams being there. This is going to be massive, massive. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. About it. This is yeah. This is the first time, like you said, that we've really had all of the A teams be there since 2017. But even then, I don't think like Cuba was present. Maybe not. No. And at least at least that was that was still in the era where none of the Cuban players were were playing for Cuba at that point. So it was really just the US and Canada. I remember those matches. So yeah, this is this is gonna be probably the most competitive North Seeker Championship ever. It will be definitely the best broadcast, it'll be the most coverage, and it'll all be right here. It's gonna be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys want to see anything, you wanna hear anything, you wanna learn anything, just let us know. You'll you'll have a direct line to that event through us. Uh, I'm, I'm on, I have like tingles right now, just talking about it and thinking about it. There's a lot of work to be done between here and there. And yes, there it's, is, <laughs> it's very close. It's very, very close. Um, but yeah, 
it is it is huge. We're still not sure if uh, Simone will play for Cuba. Um, I don't think he will, which is a bummer. But uh, Cuba did fire their coach. That's a good question in the chat. Cuba uh, turned over their coaches of both the men's and the women's teams. So no more Vives. Thanks for participating. Uh, so I'm curious, curious to see how the, how the new guy handles it. So this will be the first tournament for the Cuban men under the new coach. Another storyline. Yeah, there, there's there's going to be a few different storylines in, in this one. And I think uh, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, um, you know, especially like uh, I think we're going to we're going to see Cuba or not Cuba, but just Norseca in its entirety. I think Mexico is looking decent these days. Puerto Rico has some young talent like Dominicans. Dominican still has Tapia r- running the show. So and of course, Canada and the USA. So, yeah, this is this is awesome so stoked make sure you share the good news make sure you hype it up for us uh because we're going to be there the entire time and it's going to be awesome yep so first matches are two weeks from today but yeah everett will be in quebec city before that uh, you're going to have a hell of a couple weeks my friend then uh we'll be meeting up in charleston in charleston west virginia for uh the men's north Sea championship in two weeks it's going to be awesome it will be awesome yeah it will it will be awesome so like we said you want to follow it Right here's the place to do it. Right, right here's the place to do it. No, so yeah, if if you're interested in volunteering with us, uh, volunteering with us for the North Seca Championship, or if you're interested in sponsoring the North Seca Championship, yes. if you have if you have any if you have any associations, any brands that might want to sponsor the broadcast, the coverage, the highlights, the post game shows, like we've uh, got a sponsorship media kit that we can prepare and send out to any of you. So if any of you have any connections to anybody that might be interested in sponsoring us let us know we will send you all the information yeah uh honestly like i'm I'm still at a loss of words to say because of it like it still doesn't feel real rob how about, how about how about to you you know like no it doesn't i mean i'm 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 you're hard at work with uh you're building a little highlight video a little hype up video which is going to be awesome i'm hard to work on graphics uh, we've got our, our guy Michael in Texas getting all, all his production ready to go with all the cameras. We've got travel and lodging already booked. Like it's 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 happening. It's happening. Yeah, you guys are the first ones to know too. We yeah, haven't this, told, this we is, haven't this told anyone. This is this is this is the official announcement. So we we decided to do it first here on the nine by nine, and then we're going to do it uh, officially to every uh, to everyone else. So that's it. That oh. that's our. That's our big announcement. Uh, we will be broadcasting the Men's North Seca Championship here on Volleyball Source. It's going to be sweet. But before then, uh, there's still lots of volleyball going on between now and then. Eurovolley, there's actually some good games later today that I'm going to watch. Everett will be in Quebec City for the Women's North Seca Championship next week. Um, Everett, it's kind of your call on your schedule when you want to do it, when you want to do next week's nine by nine. I don't know what your what your schedule is. Yeah, we'll we'll have to kind of see that. I'm kind of feeling that. Uh, U.S. The U.S. plays their first match of the um, Norseka Championships at like one thirty Eastern time, and so I'm kind of thinking maybe we do the show right before that first match uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, on Tuesday, just because the Monday I'm still going to be driving up to Quebec City. We want to like we're 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 camping just outside of Kingston and we're leaving early in the morning, so I won't be able to do an early morning show like this. But maybe we can do something around like noonish next Tuesday. But we'll let let you guys know. Luke, I do appreciate this this the sentiment, um, but I'm not going to steal the out of system uh, to the moon. <laughs> that's 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 clearly theirs, and they use that a lot. Uh, but 
but I appreciate the sentiment. We're we're doing some big things over here. So uh, thanks for watching. Keep tuned to the channel. Make sure you're subscribed if you're not already. Uh, make sure you find Daddy Stankovich because I can confirm now that he has appeared. So comment the timestamp of where he was. Make sure you hit up that volleyball.store because if you are at the North Seca Championship, we want to see you wearing this stuff because we will be there. Use the code SPICY for 15% off. And yeah, stay tuned to... We will announce exactly when our next show is going to be in the Volleyball Source Discord, which we haven't plugged yet. Link is in the description to join that. You definitely want to be a part of that community. Absolutely. Check out the Discord. Check out that Volleyball Store. Subscribe to the channel, especially now. You're going to want to because there is going to be so much content over the next little bit. So much content because we have the... Co- like, like, Rob, we're going to be busy. We are. We're going to, like, we, not, we not, might not be able to tune into Euro Volley Men until like the playoffs. Like... I don't know how we're going to be able to be at the Norseka Championships, covering the Norseka Championships, and watching Euro Volley at the same time. But for you guys, we're going to try our best. We're going to try our best. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe the time zones will work. Like the Norseka games are in the afternoon. The Euro Volley games are typically in the morning. So maybe we can uh, wake up and watch one or two. Yeah, especially in 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 West Virginia, uh, when you know we're there, we're together. We've got a beautiful Airbnb there, so we, we can wake up get some you know eat some toast or something and watch some euro volleyball games to get ready for the uh um yeah um uh, for the for the matches gonna be a busy couple weeks boys and girls but uh you're in the right place it's gonna be awesome so we'll see you on next week's nine by nine we'll let you know when that's gonna be join the volleyball source discord enjoy all the continental championship season it's in full swing peace ladies and gentlemen we'll see you soon